Hello and welcome to episode 26 of Jedi Eternal. I am one of your hosts, Andrew Bowen, alongside the destitute. <laughs> get it I had a big long spiel and I can't even get it out. Hell. He's, <laughs> he's, he's the ahead. miserable, the saddened Braxton Taylor, oh. who has lost the will to live yeah. due to recent events. I literally just kind of try to forget about that but then you had to literally just bring it up now so well you just shot this podcast in the foot congratulations uh, i'm sorry i wanted i wanted to to say it in a complete sense i'm not even gonna i'm not even gonna touch on this so if you want exp- to well, talk touch. about it well then i'm fine. gonna touch on it because this is something that probably a lot of our listeners will um probably consider important as well uh if they're anything like us uh, we were talking about the fact that this has nothing to do with Star Wars, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to a Star Wars yeah. podcast. But we were talking about how the um, Project X Cloud, which is part of Xbox, um, which is going to be like a streaming service, so you can stream um, Xbox games to like your phone or your tablet. And so it had been in the past discussed that it would be Android and Apple, both. And uh, due to recent uh, struggles with Apple, they have decided that their Xbox is going to just, for now, do Android phones and tablets. <laughs> Braxton did not know about this until I told him <laughs> right before we started the show. It's really and, put uh, a damper on my whole day. At and this basically, point. <laughs> like this was all I've ever wanted. All his, I ever needed. His, his very first words were, "I've lost the will to live." <laughs> It's not that and, funny, uh, frankly. But it shouldn't be, no. <laughs> You'll miss me when I'm gone. <laughs> so anyways, uh, if, if anyone wants to um, reach out to him, tell him you love him, let him know that there is more to live for. Than just yeah, I need some ideas, guys. Video games to your phone. <laughs> I need some ideas of what else to live for. <laughs> but anyways, I hope everyone is doing well on this Saturday when you're listening. Um and uh, we, we've got some, some interesting stuff to talk about today. We're also going to be going into um, a book review. And so stay tuned for that. That'll be our main topic. But let's just jump straight into some news. And uh, starting out, we're going to talk about the fact that Disney's CEO... Oh, I'm sorry. We, you were going to do that one, weren't you? No. I'm just going to do that one. Okay. Disney CEO confirms <laughs> that The Mandalorian Season 2 is still um, being released in October. Now, some of you may be like, well, yeah, we already knew that. Well, yes, that has been kind of the the uh, the plan. It's kind of been what they've been talking about. However, hearing it again from the Disney CEO that this is still happening is just kind of that extra confirmation to kind of make you uh, help you relax because, as we know, a lot of things are being canceled and postponed. And uh, it's, so it's just great news to hear again, to hear that confirmation again that we are getting this in October. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's been a little, even for me, there's been this slight little bit of worry because we've yet to see anything of this season. I mean, think about it. What have we seen from this season? I can think of at least one thing, and it was a picture uh, that was posted back when we started this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so back in like January, they posted a picture of a Gamorrean. Remember that, that I big so. Gamorrean yeah. Yeah. and was, and, and said that season two was coming. Mm-hmm. But as to as far as my knowledge goes, that's about the most we've seen of this season yet. And so, you know, if we're only two months away, a little over two months away, maybe, and we, right. and we don't even have a first trailer or anything. It's a little scary, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> precisely. precisely. Um, but it, it appears it's still coming. It's coming very soon, which means we should be hearing a lot more about it. And we'll also go into that in our rumors. That doesn't say, yeah, our rumors are going to deep dive in that a little bit more. Um, <clears throat> so we'll talk about that in just a second. So the next thing, though, on our news is this is actually, funny enough, something we talked about last week. Uh, it was like not necessarily speculation, but we just happened to be talking about new VR stuff. Yeah, and then we happened upon the the uh, uh, Vader Immortal series for uh, I think it was for many different things. It wasn't just the Quest, but for all the Oculus titles and whatnot. So we was just thinking like, well, I think that it might be coming to PSVR, but 
we do have an official confirmation that it is coming to PSVR. We have a specific date, but it says during Sony's State of Play broadcast, the ILMX Lab revealed that the immersive VR game was coming to PSVR with a release date of August 25th. So you guys have that to look forward to. Those of you who have PSVR want to play it, um, which is a good medium to play it, of course. Um, it is coming out August 25th, and it says all three episodes will be available as a single purchase for $29.99. So that's going to be really cool. Like, I still haven't played it. I still need to play it. Um, I'm looking at Andrew at this point. <laughs> hey, I've told you. You can, I know. You can use my I know. I, I don't like hanging out with him after this. I just uh, go home. He anyway, always so. leaves and runs this way as fast as possible. <laughs> um, but anyway, I'll just say, as Andrew can aptly tell you it's a pretty awesome experience yes absolutely it's it's crazy good it's very cool um and 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 there's no words or videos anything you can watch or say that truly um can speak to how cool it is you have to experience it for yourself to understand uh the kind of experience that it is um and so the fact that it's coming to PSVR, I think, is awesome because this is going to open up the door to a lot more people. Uh, because I assume there's a lot more people that have a PlayStation and that VR um, with that console than people that have an Oculus Quest, for example. Um, and so I'm very excited to see it come to the PlayStation console because I think it's just going to get... Um, more people to play it and experience mm -hmm. it and the more people that are doing it the more likely we're going to continue to get these games oh and yeah so yeah i think it's nothing but a win <laughs> right well and that, that's what i was gonna say as well is like the more people that plays it the more people uh want more of it mm -hmm. and also it secondarily signifies to uh these these uh producer game producers and whatnot in these studios that hey there's a market for this. So, right. um, yeah. So, guys, go pick it up. Even if you're going to play it, just go buy it so we can get more of it. <laughs> for those of us who don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, cool stuff. Uh, so, let's actually go ahead into our rumors because that's all we have for this week. It's a pretty dry week for news and rumors. Um, yeah, it's been a little dry. We were going to yeah. actually try to... Uh, we was actually going to try to do the episode yesterday, record it, and we're like, yeah. let's just wait one more day to see, wait, see if anything yeah, comes see out. see if anything else comes. <laughs> um, and I, I don't know that anything did. I think one, maybe. One, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, so yeah, going into rumors now, uh, we have heard when The Mandalorian Season 2 trailer might debut. Mm -hmm. uh, and what they are saying right now is that according to the sources that LRM Online has heard from, the second season of The Mandalorian trailer will drop during the first round of the NBA playoffs. So the date they are looking at is either August 21st or August 22nd. Mm, yeah. So what do you think about that? I think that's pretty awesome. Um, of course, uh, you know, I think that that's a good medium to have it. You know, as popular as it is, the, the playoffs uh, will probably be pretty, um, pretty, pretty well watched. But so I'm sure that most likely that that's probably is going to be when it happens. So I, yeah, it makes sense. You know what I'm saying? I think uh, what's interesting to note is that would have been the same week as Star Wars Celebration. Yeah, exactly. So that kind of aligns in some kind of other way as well. Yeah. Um, just to add some legitimacy to this to some degree, Jordan Mason, which is the editor-in-chief of uh, Cinelinx, um, he drops a lot of Star Wars stuff. He he says that, uh, quote-unquote, this tracks from what I heard. He's re uh, responding on Twitter to what somebody said about this. And this says, this tracks from what I've heard. So, uh, it's you know, this is a rumor. Of course, we don't know for sure. But this does sound pretty plausible that that at uh, August 21st or August 22nd, we'll probably get the trailer for season two. So. Yeah, which we also know that DC is having their big um, streaming convention that same weekend. Mm, um, true. Yeah. Now, not to, I'm not necessarily saying they even care or worry about uh, <laughs> DC, but it, it right. would be interesting the fact that we'll probably see some new DC trailers drop that same weekend. So yeah, Snyder um, Cut. it'd be, yeah, we, I mean, I actually do think we'll see more about the Snyder Cut. So. Yeah. Um, Star Wars. Anyway. So yeah, so it'll be interesting <laughs> to see if, uh, if they do all drop that all at the same time. Yeah. Pretty cool stuff. Um, so for rumors, actually we have something that kind of goes hand in hand and this is something that we kind of already talked about. 
but it's just kind of another confirmation. I just wanted to, to show this. So Corey Van Dyke on um, on Twitter had said, uh, well, let me preface this. He's he's someone who drops a lot of Star Wars yeah, stuff. Yeah, he's, well. he's a part of Kessel Run Transmissions, which Precisely. we've talked about many times on the show. Yeah, so he, uh, a while back he had posted uh, something along the lines of the Clone Wars was the second most streamed show. That means both Mandalorian and Clone Wars were the most popular shows on any new streaming service in the last nine months. Uh, so then he actually retweeted himself and added a comment on that and says the Clone Wars is getting a spinoff series in The Bad Batch. And three the Mandal- or three new The Mandalorian spinoff shows are in various stages of development from things we've heard. I won't run that as a scoop but uh, by any means, but that is something interesting to think about. So clearly he doesn't know, like, eh, this isn't, like, set in stone. Like, we haven't heard a lot of stuff about this, but we have heard that there are three new spinoffs from the Mandalorian. So it's pretty funny because Mandalorian itself is kind of like a spinoff. So there's not three new spinoffs off of that. Yeah, and well, it, it all depends on what they, what he means by spinoff. I mean, true. I yeah. I feel like uh, he could very easily be calling um, the Ahsoka show and the the Rebels sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, he could be calling both of those spinoffs. We've heard both of those rumors. Right. Um, and the fact that they're going to introduce, well, not even this, reintroduce those characters into the Mandalorian potentially mm-hmm. um, yeah. in season two or season three, um, he, he may be saying he might be calling those spinoffs just because those characters are going to be in it. And then they're going to go off and do their own things. Yeah. It's a possibility. Um, yeah. Or maybe he's talking about completely, um, new characters. Yeah. In my mind, I'm kind of thinking like, eh, I mean, yeah, they might be in it. I mean, if anything, Ahsoka would make more sense to call it a spinoff series, but even then, especially like the rogue, uh, uh, uh rebels sequel or whatever, yeah, I don't know. Like that doesn't sound well, to what, me like it would be a spinoff series of the Mandalorian. Right, you know what that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't call it a spinoff, but yeah, maybe he yeah, is yeah. just because the fact that they're going to be in the Mandalorian. True. Or well, yeah. again, rumors. Rumor. <laughs> we don't know that for a fact that they're yeah, going yeah, yeah. to be in the Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah. So like rumors actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> so that's that's where I come from with that. But I mean, it, let's say it's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, wh- who do you think would be getting these? These series. I mean, I, I could see maybe uh, Cara Dune getting yeah that's getting a, good character. Um, a series. Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baby Yoda, I guess, I could would, maybe get its own. I, honestly, um, that probably just derail Mandalorian at that point. I don't think they can handle. They, I don't think they can afford it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you know, there's different there's different options just in the first season alone. But you also have to remember that uh, if this is being talked about, it could be based off of characters we'll meet in the second season as well. True, very and true. So, yeah. Uh it all de- that it all depends on what he means by spin-off. Yeah, like, and, that, and where that... wh- how he's thinking about that when he says spin-off. Yeah. And so and, or maybe he's only heard maybe he doesn't know he doesn't any more know. information. Yeah. He just has heard the he's heard calling the them word spin-off. spin-off. Yeah. And so yeah, I mean it could go two different ways with that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm leaning more towards though that what he's hearing is just what we've already been hearing as far as so. the rumored yeah. shows go, and they're just considering them spinoffs because some of those characters may appear in the in the series. Yeah, now that you said that, that does to me make a lot more sense that he probably heard the word spinoff. He's he's just kind of regurgitating what he had heard. Yeah. Um, because that does make more sense. I mean, I, I could not imagine that there, you know, we, we had that meme of like, oh, there's, you know, like, you know, you're, you're in a uh, Disney Plus show. You're in a Disney Plus show. We're yeah. all in a Disney Plus show. You know. Um, it, <laughs> yeah, there's that, that that tweet I sent you. It said, uh, breaking news, you are. <laughs> you are. You were confirmed to be. <laughs> Star Wars Disney Plus show. <laughs> what? You're confirmed to be in the Mandalorian yeah. season two. <laughs> So, so all jokes aside, though, I mean, although we have heard all these these you know names thrown out, I think it probably tracks a lot easier to to speculate that it is probably referring to at least like the Ahsoka spinoff yeah. and some of these ones we've been hearing. So, yeah. anyway, regardless, we got some cool stuff coming. So, yeah, uh, for sure, keep your eyes yeah, and ears we, out for that. We definitely have exciting things in the future. I just wish somebody would tell us about yeah, it. <laughs> I want to know some more details. Yeah, there's so, so much excited. uncertainty right now, <laughs> right. right? So exactly. much, so much is up in the air. Um, before we go any farther, we'll go, um, into our releases in just a moment, but I do want to take a little break here just to remind everyone that we do now have an Instagram. Oh yeah. I was going to say that at the end. And, uh, we, we have been posting some memes to that. Oh Uh, yeah. We're also putting some Q and a posts up there so you can ask your questions there as well. 
Um, but yeah, we're going to just try to, to gain a following there. And mm-hmm. of course that is only going to be helped by you guys, um, kind of, uh, sharing that and, um, posting, um, some maybe post reposting some of our content, those t- types of things, uh, spread the word, but we appreciate it. You get the guy, uh, the guys that have already followed us. I, I saw, um, Birkinshaw had already yeah. followed us. And so we always appreciate that. And, so. and many Mason. others as well. Yeah. Alex Mason, who, who also actually shared uh, some of his memes. That he, had. <laughs> he gave us so, a great yeah, stash. He gave us a big <laughs> stash of memes. And so we appreciate that. But yeah, yeah thank you again. And just uh, keep sharing it with your friends. Yeah. Sounds let's like go plan. into our releases. And for our releases this week, we have um, just one comic issue coming. And that is Darth Vader issue uh, three, I believe. Dark Vader. Or four. Is it three or four? Oh, you should know this. I should. <laughs> You're right. I should. Um, we are very professional here at the Jedi Eternal Podcast. Well, I should have actually brought it up because I, I, I'm, I was thinking it was... Th- I think it's four. I think it's four. I think it's, it's four. four. It's four. It's it's definitely four. It was just that a joke, is, guys. We actually knew. Yeah, we knew the whole time. We were testing you guys. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so Darth Vader issue four. I again I said this last week, but I'm in love with this comic series, this arc. It's so good. And so I'm excited to see what happens in this next issue. Um but that's all we have. But I do want to make mention of the uh last main Star Wars comic that came out this past week. Mm-hmm. Did you read it? I'm honestly, no, I didn't. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) This week has been crazy. So. um, And plus trying to cram for our main topic, you know. (laughs) I am not going to go into spoilers, of course. Again, I think maybe this is something we'll discuss more as we go, but and and maybe you guys can share what you would prefer. But uh, in the future, as these arcs complete, maybe we'll have like spoiler talks about the arc as a whole and not, you know, that way. That way we don't uh, spoil anything too early for anyone. Um, But. It, there's definitely some stuff to talk about in this past issue. Um, you know, we had discussed about where, who is this this uh, force user um, that is trying to kind of contact Luke. And Luke's, you know, trying to uh, figure out who who has uh, been trying to contact him. All this stuff. Well, we we're starting to get some answers, mm-hmm. and so. Um, some very interesting stuff there. A lot to unpack and discuss as this as this arc continues, and I think when this arc is over, we'll definitely want to talk about it and kind of uh, share our opinions, and then maybe get some of your guys' opinions as well for that. And so that'll come in the next uh, following weeks when that arc first arc is over. Yeah. But some very interesting stuff there, and so I encourage you guys to go ahead and um, and get those uh, that first. Again, this is, um, I think we're still in the first arc for um, the main Star Wars comic uh, because as you guys, as most of you probably know, they kind of like rebooted it in a sense because they've moved on past um, Empire Strikes Back now. And so Mm -hmm. we're in that year between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Right. Yeah. And very interesting just for the fact that the, the, the change between Luke and Empire Strikes Back to yes. Return of the Jedi, yeah. right? There's such a huge change there. Yeah, well, I think we discussed and this when we when this first right. started coming out. Started like, coming out. It's this crazy jump between like young, innocent Luke to like this yeah. hardened like <laughs> Jedi knight, you know? Right. And so <laughs> I think that we're going to I think we're gonna see a lot about how he gets to that point. Mm-hmm. And this this first arc is already, I think, starting to show how that might happen. And so yeah, if that's been anything that's ever interested you guys, I highly encourage you to go and pick it up. Yeah. It's going to be really cool. And like I said, and keep your, uh, your ears nice tuned uh, here whenever, like I said, we'll do that uh, arc spoiler stuff. And they'll be... Yeah. It's like a good time. So anyway... So, without further ado, we're going to move into our Q&A segment for the week. Uh, as you all know, we make a Facebook post uh, and a now Instagram post asking you all uh, to ask us questions, bring up topics, and more. And, and uh, we always try to do three questions a week. So, if there is ever more than that, we'll go ahead and put it in a queue. So, this week, we actually had four questions. So, um, the one that was left over will be the first one next week. So, but this week, you guys asked some fantastic questions. Uh, really, really good questions. Um, so, yes, I'm, first of all, very thank thankful. <laughs> thank you. 
Thank you so much. No, um, uh, honestly, goodness, uh, we do thank you for your questions just in general. Stars, it's yeah. so fun uh, to answer these questions. It's not funny. Anyway, um, <laughs> but we honestly really do love the questions. It, it is honestly my favorite. We said it a million times, but it's honestly my favorite part. Yes, I, I um, love it. But we do love it when you guys ask like deep questions, and you guys have done this. All three questions are pretty deep questions. Uh, so let's get right into it. Uh, this week's first question comes from Brandon Dukes, who says, where did the prophecy of the quote-unquote chosen one originate from? So as everybody knows very well, if you're listening, I'm sure you already know this, but for those of you who may not know that's listening, you know, that what they're talking about, the chosen one prophecy, is that, uh, you know, there would be this chosen one that would bring balance to the light and to the dark sides of the force. And of course, you know, throughout the the movies we see that that was supposed to be Anakin and you know the whole part of the prequels and why Anakin brought, got brought in to the Jedi Order is because Qui-Gon believed hey this is the chosen one so but that we're not going to get into that necessarily but but Brandon wants to know where did the prophecy of the chosen one come from so I will go ahead and say canonically speaking we do not know the exact origins but we do know some hints and details. So, Drew, do you want to take take this off on this? Yeah, so we know because of Master and Apprentice, the novel, which is very good if you haven't read it, we know from there that um, the Jedi prophecy uh, was made by an ancient Jedi mystic. So we're talking Jedi from long, long ago. Yeah, probably some of the originals. Right, and it was recorded via holocron. And, and we know Qui-Gon would, would like study these and stuff from these holocrons. Um, but that's all we really know as far as where the prophecy where Qui-Gon knew the prophecy right exactly um how how if if that Jedi mystic himself had the prophecy or if it had been passed on to him you Mm -hmm. know the exact origins are still uncertain right but all we know is that it is of course a very ancient prophecy and that um it was recorded on a holocron and I will say this you know a lot of the, and this is at this point right here, I'm just going to say speculation, but a lot of the original Jedi were, as, as this kind of indicates, are mystics. Or basically they tap into the Force. They, they delve into the Force much more than their, uh, you know, in the ones that came after them. Um, antecedents or whatever they're, what they're called. Anyway, so my point being is that, you know, everyone looked at Qui-Gon as like, oh, he's just high in his head. You know, he's a mystic. Yeah. He, he he cares too much about the Force stuff. And end up, Qui-Gon was one of the first ones that discovered how to become right. part of the living Force. Well, and we know, and, and maybe the uh, the higher public may touch on this. I don't really exactly. know. Exactly, yeah. But we know that it was like, it was re- it, they called them Jedi mystics back like ancient times, right? That was kind of the, right. ancient, the term back when they were the Jedi Order, but they called them... Um, Jedi mystics yeah and they would they would do prophecies based on visions they received right that was yeah. kind of like what yeah. they they would they would search for these pro- or for these visions right uh, via the force but we know also because of um, because of master and apprentice we know that they stopped doing that eventually mm-hmm. And the reason being is because they felt like it was uh, kind of a opening the doors to the dark side mm. a path to the dark side right. by allowing these visions to influence um everything they were doing right and that's kind of what i like i kind of danced around that that's the reason i was talking about the whole you know getting into the living forces like that is because these mystics were able to pull this prophecy because they had actually like said divined or whatever these you know all kinds of prophecies but this is probably just one of the biggest ones that had lasted for centuries and centuries and millennia or however long it is, right? Yeah. Um, so so to finish up this question, at the end of the day, we really don't know about the, the mystics, the origins of the mystics. We don't really know the time era, etc. Um, so a lot of that is unknown to us, but it is possible in the future that we may find out more about this uh, because the Biddinghoff and Weiss series that was going to come out uh, was revealed to be of the origins of the Jedi, um, and although, you know, they backed out on us here that we are, we faithful few, uh, we, it's very possible. Like we, Drew was talking about this before, uh, our show today. Um, it's very possible that someone else is going to pick this back up. So if we start talking about the origin of the Jedi, it's very possible that we might start delving into the origins of the, of the chosen one prophecy. So and how neat would that be if that we, be if sick. we get, um, a, you know, a, a series or movie, whatever that's, that's way way in the past mm-hmm. and somehow that story ends up being uh 
included into like when the prophecy is foretold. And right. that would be an interesting uh, connection well, that's what to what to we know and love, but yeah. still be completely separate from everything else. Right, and that's what that's what I was, that was exactly what I was about to say. I was going to say, we have talked about this in the podcast. In fact, it may have been the very first episode when we talked about the future of Star Wars and, and how we're going to be able to either get really far away uh, in the future or really far away in the past and how it's still going to feel like Star Wars. Yeah. And I think I said it, and I know you had said it as well, is that we're going to have to have things that connect it to what we know and love. Yeah. And so this would be a perfect bridge. Um, we're right. going to be talk, We're going to be in this new era. We're going to be seeing where Jedi's didn't even exist. So how is that going to be Star Wars? All of a sudden, they say start talking. Well, they're divining this prophecy, and all of a sudden, oh, bam, there shall be one. You know, then, I don't know the whole spiel. It says it in Master Apprentice, but you know, oh, there shall be one that brings you know balance to the light and dark. I'm like, wait a second, I know exactly who that is. You know, I know exactly. You know, yeah. So it's going to be very cool. It's very possible. Uh, very possible that, that is going to happen. So, Brandon, we know that it comes from uh, you know these these. Jedi mystics long ago who divined these visions of the future, but we really don't know much else from that. <laughs> so, long answer to say we don't know. <laughs> well, it's always fun to talk about. It is fun. So anyway, so in the in the next upcoming years in these new movies, we very way, very well may find out. So let's move on. To, so great question. Uh, let's move on to our second question, which comes from Stuart Martin, who says, uh, "Will we find out about the Jedi books Ray recovered?" So, from my understanding, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, I just thought this was kind of, uh, to some degree, um, I'm just blanking on what I was going to say. <laughs> Are these not the Jedi, ancient Jedi texts? Because there's some debate yeah, on so, that. So, they call them the sacred Jedi texts, yes. Mm-hmm. And um, they were a collection of eight bound books and scrolls. Uh, you know, they considered to be at towards the beginning of the Jedi Order. Um, so we kind of do know about them in a, in a sense, we don't know everything about them, but we know at least some of the titles of some of the books, mm-hmm. uh, thanks to, um, the visual dictionary. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. have the, I'm, I'm going to get these names wrong, but I'll try to pronounce them. We have the Anomica, uh, the Chronicles of Breastview and the Ramagun. And so like a lot of that had ancient force, um, powers and things that no one even uses anymore that's also where the force projection came from yeah Uh, where where luke learned or how he learned that was because of uh, the ancient jai texts and um force healing was also um in those Mm -hmm. texts and so we know so because of that we do know some we also know uh also because the visual dictionary it shows some pictures in the ancient jai text and you can see the world between worlds in there as well and so that's kind of a neat yeah that thing. is neat but what uh, oh this is completely sidetracking uh, and derailing our conversation here but what's interesting is why we have all these things that got lost over centuries and all of a sudden are just now coming out it's interesting why this was taught it was it's basic knowledge to the jedi and then for centuries yeah. millennia it just disappeared the right, anyway. right. That is interesting. Very interesting. It's a whole other topic. When you think about it, yeah. Um, and we may not go into that. So if you guys want to ask it next week, we well, <laughs> and I will say, I don't, I can't speak to if this is exactly what happened, but I will say that. Um, wait one second. Let me read something here real quick. Let me look up something. So yeah. if you have something to say, go ahead. I want to well, look at something real quick. So to, to just kind of, we'll get, we'll come back into the question, but to put it into this question to some degree, um, I will say this, you know, you say, will we find out about the Jedi books raised, uh, recovered? So we like, so we know that it was the ancient Jedi text that we see in episode eight. Um, but we, I will also say this is that, um, most likely we're going to see them if we do get more Ray stuff in the future, because, you know, in episode nine, we see when she's training with Leia, she's reading these ancient Jedi texts. Um, so, you know, I would imagine after everything's said and done, episode nine and, uh, you know, all the enemies are defeated and whatnot. Um, you know, she's probably going to train Jedi or if maybe not necessarily Jedi, but maybe just force users and whatever they call themselves at this point. Right. Hopefully, hopefully Jedi, but you never know. So she's most likely going to end up having these texts and using them to teach other people. Right. Right. So, yeah. at the end of the day, we might delve more into it in the future as if we end up, finding more about Ray in TV, movie, etc. Yeah, so what I was looking for, I, I wanted to, to make sure um, that we didn't know how Luke 
um, obtained the text. And mm-hmm. it, it doesn't appear that there is any answer to that. So I'm going to just make kind of a, a guess. There, there's two different ways that maybe he, he came around to getting these texts. And one is it's just through his journeys. We know he was, he was going around yeah. looking for with Lor Senteca. Yeah. And all yeah. Them. He, he yeah. went around looking for these types of things. Right. So mm-hmm. this could have just been the amount of books he found during that time. And has just kind of stored them all in that tree. The other thing is we know, um, when Darth Vader was hunting down, uh, the librarian, um, from the Jedi temple, I can't remember her name at this, at this moment, but uh, you know you know who I'm talking about though, right? Uh, the, the elderly lady. She she was the librarian. Oh the, my gosh! You could ask me this any day, and I'd probably know this. Um. Anyways, she. <laughs> if you search like Jedi Temple librarian, I better name yeah. her. Uh. Anyways, whenever he like went after her, they. Jocasta New. Jocasta New, yes. We know Star Wars stuff, okay? I promise we know Star Wars stuff. So anyways, whenever they they had their their fight and everything, and and he was trying to gain gain access to to the the Jedi temples, like all the stuff they had hidden away, right? And they had like a room of, of hidden stuff. Yeah. And anyways, that gets destroyed, and, and it, and it jumps forward in that comic in the last page it shows Luke opening it up mm-hmm. and Luke's there and he finds all the stuff mm-hmm. and so very well could be that these ancient texts were in that room the Jedi temple had stored them away <clears throat> yeah kept them in a hidden place because maybe they just thought it would bring too many people to, to mm-hmm. too much power you know you well, never know this is my thoughts to, to accompany that you like you said I think maybe clearly Okay, well, actually, now that I think about okay, I'm, like, revealing things to myself as I'm thinking <laughs> here. So, we realize that two things, right? A lot of people didn't know about force projection, and we know a lot of people didn't know about force healing, and we know a lot of people didn't know about the world between worlds. It was discovered much later on, uh, randomly, through various holocrons or, or reading the sacred texts or whatever, right? So, maybe it was that they didn't want everyone to have all this power so they spread them out they didn't just have it on the jedi uh you know headquarters so to speak on coruscant they had one in each of these different jedi temples uh spread out and so my my point was is as 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 uh, loris Anteca and 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 luke go and recover these things they're going to all these different temples and gathering sure, them yeah. secondarily my other thought with that was is that you know loris Anteca is a part of the church of the force right and therefore it could be that they have had some or they found some and then the lord the church of the force give them to Lor Santeca or give them to Luke as well. Yeah, yeah, you know. that could also definitely be it. So, yeah. yeah. It, it's interesting to discuss, and, we, and, and who knows, we may get more of those answers. Eventually, we're going to see a... I don't know what, what medium, but eventually we're going to see Luke mm-hmm. in his in these days of trying to find stuff, Yeah, right? at some like, point we're going to get At some point that, we're going to yeah. get Luke's story in between Return of the Jedi and... and um, yeah, the Force Awakens, which that'll be pretty cool. Which is a huge yeah. long span of time. Oh yeah, and we know that he does a lot before he goes to to Octu. So yeah, and we see some of that a little bit before like Battle or Battlefront uh, Two. Right, there's there's very little glimpses, little glimpses. But yeah. I'm saying like a full story. like meaty story, <laughs> yeah. right? Like we're gonna get some. I would of that like eventually. that. I would definitely like that. Yeah. Um, so anyway, to to end on your question, there's a lot of stuff that we just kind of threw out at you. <laughs> but uh, uh, again, we don't know. I'm just kidding. Um, no, more than likely, we, we, we know a little bit about it, um, but most likely we're going to hear about it more in the future. Um, that's probably the best answer we can give, is that uh, if they give us some more stories about Luke, like you said, between episodes 6 and 7, uh, or if they also go further into past episode 9, we'll probably hear more about yeah. that. So, our last and third question comes from Caleb Mahurin, who says, How do you think they repaired Anakin's lightsaber between episodes 8 and nine so i'm just gonna say right off the bat um you know there's two there's multiple i guess components but there's uh two basic subgroups to a lightsaber you have the more physical side of it such as the you know like the handle the hilt you know the ignition switch all these all these mechanical things and then you have the more force it's still physical to some degree right but it's more force side of it which would be the kyber crystal so obviously right off the bat repairing the lightsaber physical side of it like the hilt 
you know, it was cut in half. Well, that's pretty. It's pretty pretty straightforward. That she could have just. She's obviously Ray being right, right. She's, she's very talented at, at fixing things and whatnot. Yeah. So she could have welded it together and, and and fixed the handle itself, right? But the more difficult part. Well, and we know that she put that leather strap on the in the two on exactly two halves and yeah. I just give a random example, but you know what I'm saying, right. yeah. Um, but uh, the more difficult part, it would be the kyber crystal to put that together. But this is something, and this is this part right here is just speculation. Now, I could have swore that there was some kind of. Well, we do. There is an answer. Oh, is there? Yes. I mean, you can speculate if you want, but. Well, I, I, I think. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, I think there was like a deleted scene well, where they. So the visual it? dictionary tells us. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, the visual dictionary okay. tells us that she, from the ancient texts, learned how to heal a kyber crystal. Okay. And so yeah. she she took a leather strap, wrapped it around, and then because she studied the text, was able to mm. heal the the crystal. That's and pretty much what I was gonna say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, I was just essentially say that the kyber crystal, although as a physical thing, is incredibly force sensitive. As we know, the kyber crystal chooses its bearer uh, through the force, um, and so therefore, you know, most likely, if you have two very powerful. Uh, force wielders such as Leia and then Ray coming up in the the force world, so to speak. Um, you know them together, really focusing, could probably bind it. Now that I didn't realize this, but now it makes complete sense that yeah. she learned some of these new techniques to bind kyber crystals um, through the ancient texts. So there you go. That that yeah. perfectly answers the question. Um, you know the me- mechanical. Uh, physical side of it's fairly easy to, to fix, obviously. Um, but the cabaret crystal, yeah. So she learned stuff through the ancient text. So, which is also another interesting speculation. If you look at the end of episode nine, uh, she ignites her new lightsaber. There's mm-hmm. flashes of various flashes colors. Of so, various did colors. she fuse the cabaret crystals of the other lightsabers that she retrieved to make her own? That's kind of an interesting thought. Yeah, I don't know. I. I would I would love to get the answer one day on if that right. lightsaber changes colors. Yeah. Um, it, it sure does appear that it might. Which like if you freeze frame, it goes like blue, green. Unless it's just a like a, special uh, effects thing. I mean. I yeah. Mean. Unless like maybe they ju- maybe she she did it on the switch just to like kind of um, to give like. Uh, honor to yeah the ones before her or something you know yeah i mean it could be something as simple as just like that's how she built it and just to do that or it may be a little more complex answers that she has luke's uh kyber crystal she has leia's kyber crystal she has original anakin's you know and then she fused them all together or whatever i don't know so we actually don't know about that of course but but knowing for a fact though that she can fuse kyber crystals well so it doesn't say she fused kyber crystals well it says she it says she can heal like restore it restore its power but we know that the kyber crystal was like pretty much cut in half that's the reason i'm saying right right so to some degree you know it's definitely speculation but you could kind of extrapolate it to be right 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 and whatever so caleb great question um so like i said those are some great questions yeah Yeah, i was gonna say as we end i just wanted to say that first of all like fantastic questions yeah and that one was asked on instagram so again thanks for uh the instagram comment yes Um, well, hopefully we'll Great see job, some Caleb. more of those and get some <laughs> some questions going on there as well. Yeah, so and that's why we wanted to expand. That way, it kind of gave uh, some new people some new stuff. I know Caleb yeah. doesn't really get on Facebook that much, so uh, you know he he's more of an Instagram man. So those of you who are listening, who really like, ah, I'd like to ask questions, but I'm only on Instagram. I don't really go on Twitter. I only right. really go on Facebook. Yeah. Hey, now's your time. Now's so. your time. <laughs> so anyway, again, once again, we, as we close Q and A this week. Thank you guys so much for a- asking questions. We, it's it's the yeah. lifeblood of this podcast. It really is. Um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely I love mean, answering them. One of one of the well, first of all, yeah, the whole reason we wanted to do a podcast is so we can basically uh, do something with all this knowledge in our heads that <laughs> <Right>. we <laughs> just sit there <laughs> precisely, <laughs> and, precisely. But also to communicate with with people and and be able to let people know or answer people's questions yeah. and, and get to yeah. know um, these people. And so it's been great. I love yeah. it. It's, it's awesome. It's been a great time. So keep it up, guys. Yeah. That's all I can say is keep it up uh, continually if you can. We appreciate the people who shared our Facebook post, uh, Q&A post this week. Um, but just continually share it, continue to ask questions, and we absolutely, absolutely, absolutely love interacting with you guys. Yeah. So, without any further ado, um, we're actually going a little short today. So, this is a reward for you guys <laughs> from the last two long episodes. Yeah, because <laughs> this this main topic we're about to hit on uh, won't last very long. No, I think both of us um, have similar opinions. Before on this, we but... before we jump in 
to discussing the book, uh, we do want to say thank you to Disney, mm-hmm. um, Disney Publishing, who has get, given us a uh, copy, a review copy of this book. Yeah. And so um, we thank you for that. We were able to to get it and look through that and read it um, before the book was ever released. And so, again, thank you to the Disney Publishing yeah, for that. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great opportunity, and we're very happy to, to do it um, and to read and to review and stuff like that. So, yeah, thanks for the opportunity. And, hey, you know, if you got some more stuff out there, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll take it. You know, if you want us to, uh, you know, try out the Oculus Quest, or whatever, I don't know, just throw something out there. But. <laughs> You need some uh, somebody to watch the new Star Wars movies yeah, in I mean, advance, give opinions. We, I we'll mean, be, if you really want us to do it, we, we would. I mean, I don't know. I, don't I mean, like, I'll have to check my schedule. Yeah, I would have to just try see if I like, work around some stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, you know, I got grocery shopping <laughs> due on Tuesday, so I don't know. Anyway. Grocery shopping to do. <laughs> anyway, I, I could make that joke all day. Anyway, let's move on. So, so, again, our main topic today, we are going to be doing a uh, uh, non-spoiler review of Poe Dameron Freefall, which is a YA novel, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yes. It's a YA, YA novel. Young adult. Um, and uh, so, so Andrew is our resident professor here uh, as <laughs> it comes professor. to Star Wars novels. So I'm going to be deferring to, I, I'm going to say my, my spiel here, um, but I'm going to be deferring to him because he has read, I mean, pretty much, if not every single Star Wars novel that's ever existed. So, um, he's the more in-depth reader. Um, I only read a third degree level. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, it really inhibits my ability to read. So these Y novels are actually pretty great. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, well, so how much of it did you read? Um, I'm not going to say. Okay. You don't no, have to. You don't I, have I to honestly, say. I read... Mo- I read... You read the beginning and the end. I read the first <laughs> couple sentences in the last couple sentences okay All no right. um i read a decent chunk of it and i've been conferring with other people who's read it and stuff like that uh, who are other reviewers and stuff like that um so i i, I have a pretty good feel for the book uh, okay. on how it works so like i'm gonna give my short spiel but i'm gonna ask you some questions okay uh interview style um those of you who heard our queen's peril in uh yeah uh, review it'll be very similar to that how i asked him these questions cool and i think we're probably gonna i'm gonna probably model these questions similar to that so every time we have a book review we can probably keep the yeah. style so yeah. sounds good you are much more qualified to answer those questions than i am so <laughs> so anyway so i'm going to talk about my thoughts um so first of all i do think that it had a very unique opportunity um you know at a, at a time frame between episodes six and seven it is a decent gap there um this is fairly close to uh, the end of episode six um and so i thought it was really cool um uh, that they dove into that time frame because it's not one that we've really heard of very much um we we have some you know, i think what mandalorian and stuff like that it's in between that time frame stuff but other than like a like a show and a book here and there or or a comic not a whole lot so it was interesting to get that kind of point of view of how it's post uh, you know empire falling pre first yeah. order you know so it's pretty cool i did i did think that was an interesting thing um but i will go ahead and just say for me th- again this was a YA novel so um, the writing for these, although they're not bad writing, are more focused towards an age group that I'm not, right? So right. it's not going to attract me as much. Um, so I will say this, though. So this is actually something interesting that I, I noticed is that really the side characters, I think they almost outshine the main character. And now, let's, you know, you can you can expand on this if you, if you feel the same way or don't feel the same way um, uh, in, in a second. But um, I thought, you know, the, the book was about Poe Dameron, but... but I, there's some of these side characters like I don't want to get too in depth into who they are so like that but I feel like some of these side characters that we hear from um, they almost outshine Poe I honestly think that that uh, you know the character development and their interactions were pretty pretty interesting I think that they were uh, I don't know sometimes better than Poe's was for sure and that's just my opinion of course um, also one interesting thing about this book is that I think that they wanted to try to cram in as much as they could um, so from a narrative perspective, I felt kind of rushed from time to time. Um, you know, they obviously, okay, I'm not, I'll say this cause it's not really a spoiler, but obviously we know that Poe ends up becoming a spice runner, um, as mentioned in episode nine, uh, of the original saga. Um, so I think they wanted to cram in as many like jobs to, to show that he had a lot of experience as they could. So I feel like it kind of jumped around quite a bit 
And uh, after like the first 30 pages, it just kind of went crazy. <laughs> now, to some people, that might be a good thing. Some people who like more in-depth story may not love that. And for me, if I'm going to read a Star Wars novel, I really prefer like an in-depth you know, character building, not just like, oh, all this action. If I want to watch action, or if I wanted action, I'd watch a movie, you know what I'm saying, or a TV show. Um, so that's kind of what my thoughts were. Um, but what's interesting enough is that a lot of the characters that we meet, um, most of them are pretty inconsequential, and the author proves that. <laughs> I will just say a lot of the characters we meet end up dying, um, and that's, that's that. So uh, that's not really a spoiler because most of the characters that you meet are, again, inconsequential. They're just, oh, this is the person that was on my team for a little bit, and oh, this is the person I met one here, time here, and then they just died. <laughs> so... Kind of interesting. So overall, the book was it was fun. Those of you who like Poe Dameron might really enjoy this. For me, it was definitely a YA novel, um, and I do think the writing um, was good. But it was just from time to time for me personally, it, it lacked a little bit just because I think that he almost outwrote some of the side characters than the main character. So with my brutish, unknowledgeable uh, review out of the way. Drew, what, first of all, what is your main thoughts of the book? Um, I'll let you talk for a little bit about what your main thoughts are, and then we can get into these question interview questions. Yeah, so um, this book takes place in 18 ABY. And to put that into perspective for you guys, um, The Mandalorian is in 8 ABY, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's 10 years later after that. I think the next thing we get um, in the in the timeline is, um, I believe, Bloodlines, which is like mm-hmm. twenty eight ABY or something. So it's it's a it's a time span we barely gotten right like, exactly like anything at all yeah uh, during this this time, and so yeah it's a story of a sixteen uh, year old uh, Poe Dameron who he. Uh, is living on on a Yavin Four, and with his father, uh, his mother uh, has died, like just a couple of years prior. Because I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, this is even outside of the book. She dies when he's eight years old, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure that's the case. Uh, I you know I don't remember for sure. Um, I well, she died six years after the Battle of Endor, so. Yeah. You guys do the math. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think that's discussed a little bit in the book Before the Awakening um, about that itself. But anyways, if, if you don't know, um, Shara Bay and, and his father, um, they both were like war heroes and oh yeah and they they were there for the death star and um for many many different battles throughout and we've actually we got um we've had them in the i always want to call it aftermath comic but it's not aftermath yeah. it's it's uh you know what i'm talking about the comic series that I have no clue. that came out <laughs> um honestly i don't know i'll top my head what you're it, talking about it's where operation cinder uh began oh uh, um I might have to just pull it up. I want to make sure people know where to go if they want to to see it. Honestly, I don't um, remember. I'll I'll uh, just I'll pull it up here in a second. Shattered Empire. That's what. Yes, it's yes, yes, yes. Yep. So in Shattered Empire, you get a little bit of their story, um, and Poe would have just been like a couple of years old, maybe, um, during that time, and then uh, we also um, see them in the comic the latest star wars comic uh it's actually you see them during or right after the empire strikes back and so we've seen them a couple different times so this is interesting we have this these war heroes that are are well now it's just um just his father and him and they're on yavin 4 and he's getting kind of stir crazy he knows that his dad kess and he um, and his mother, Shara, they were such huge war heroes and stuff. And he kind of wants to do something, be something, right? Mm-hmm. And and so he eventually gets caught up with this 
with this gang. He doesn't realize who they are. Right. Um, well, let's, let's also preface just for a second. It's not super deep, but it's like, it, you know, after seeing his mom die, you know, uh, Keeve doesn't, he, he believes quote unquote, the, uh, the Damerons have given enough to the, the, the galaxy. Right. Right. And he doesn't believe that he, they should be, because he basically deep down, he never quite says it to his son, but he doesn't, he, he loves his son. and doesn't want him to die. You know? He, so right. Yeah. He, he, He's seen war. He's had enough of it, and he doesn't want his son to get involved right. with it. And um, so, anyways, he he ends up getting caught up with this with this group, um, which he does not realize they need a pilot. He doesn't realize uh, who they are. But anyways, ends up being the spice runners of Kajimi. Yeah. So, so it's interesting oh, who uh, who who recruits him to this. Yeah. Yeah. So and do so, we want to say that, or do we want to like let people figure that out themselves? Um. No, we can say. I think it. people I, like expect this yeah, person yeah, to be yeah. in there. I'm sure, which is Zori Bliss. Yeah, well, I mean, she's on the cover yeah. of the of the book. Right. Well, so. I'm just saying, people don't know. You know what I'm saying? Which basically, you see in episode nine, like this random. Well, actually, they they trick you into thinking she's on the cover of the book, but I actually don't think it's her. Oh, really? Due to the contents of the novel, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to go into. A, we're not oh, going to go. I know who yeah, you're we're not going to go yeah. into spoilers on this. Um, yeah, you're uh, other than just slight story you know discussing kind of where the story goes but we're not going to go into spoiler territory necessarily uh but anyways he ends up what the reason the purpose of this book is not only to show some of poe's uh beginnings but it's also because as we know in the rise of skywalker they discuss poe dameron being a a, you know a spice runner and that Mm -hmm. he has this past on kajimi and all of these things right and so basically this book is telling you that story so if you're interested in that story, this is the book for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but what I will say overall is that this book, um, I could have almost told you what happened in this book before I ever <laughs> picked it up. Yeah, um, yeah. And and honestly, all of the Star Wars novels kind of have this problem right now. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the canon Star Wars novels, uh, since since they restarted back in 2014 or 2015, um, have been very predictable in a lot of ways mm-hmm. and this kind of just comes with the the stories they're choosing to tell um because there's not a whole lot of room wiggle room there in a lot of these stories um and so yeah this is a, this is a story of a young boy who kind of who wants to step out and and be something do something and uh and then he goes and he learn some lessons and, you know, it's pretty and, and, finds, story and finds his yeah. calling, right? Yeah. That's basically what the story is. And it's what I expected the story to be. Now, as far as like the writing and stuff goes, Alex Segura does a great job. Um, it's, it's, it's written very well. I, I will say, I do think it's written yeah. very well. It, it, there's not a lot of complaints there. Um, and the, but I have to agree with you on the characters, the characters, um, the, the side characters, some uh, in particular far outshine Poe in this novel. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, I mean, I don't know what questions you're going to ask me, so I don't know what I should. Pretty you want to go, go ahead mean, and just ask me some questions, and then and then I'll touch on anything else I want to touch on. But right, the th- these are pretty generic questions. I just kind of wanted to touch base on every no, book good. that we 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 do. Um, but first one being, so you know, uh, I already said, what are your thoughts on the book? Um, two, uh, how has this book changed your viewpoint of Poe Dameron, or has it or has it not? I would say um, it has not changed my viewpoint on on Poe. Now yeah. I will say it has changed my viewpoint on a couple other characters. Yeah, um, that's actually the next question I was going to oh. say. <laughs> um, basically, how has it changed your viewpoint of any of the additional characters that were mentioned? I will say Zori. Um, this is an interesting story for Zori. Yeah, and <laughs> honestly, I was, I was literally going to say in my little thing, I just I was going to give it to you because you yeah. probably explained it much better than I did. But I was going to say this literally is almost like a Zori book. That's what it felt like to me. Well, the one I will say the one plot twist, the one surprising aspect of this novel is related to Zori. Mm-hmm. In this, the only thing that actually <laughs> I was like, oh, that's actually yeah. interesting, and yeah. I didn't expect. Uh, it comes in her part of what this story is, and right. so um, this definitely more than anyone else 
uh, really opens up your eyes into Zori and, exactly. and where she's yeah. at and what uh, the future for her holds. Um, uh, that part of it is much more interesting than Poe's because we kind of yeah. know what kind of know what happens to him. Now, what yeah. else I will say is Poe's Poe and his dad. I think that's the if for Poe. That's the most interesting aspect of this <laughs> novel to me with Poe yeah. is his relationship with his father and where they're at the beginning and kind of where that goes. Um, it's kind of sad, really, um, mm. to see the relationship because you can tell you can tell Kess not only loves his son, but would was willing to die or do whatever it takes to keep his son safe. Yeah. But he kind of has a hard time. He doesn't have to express it. He, he has yeah. a hard time expressing it. And you can tell yeah. that Poe, of course, loves his dad, but he kind of wants his dad to, to back up a little bit. And it's a yeah. lot of like, just if only they could just sit down and talk it out. Right. <laughs> but, but they're not really doing it. Precisely. So it's kind of yeah. frustrating in that aspect. But I, I love to sing more about Kess because as I've, I've, I've seen Kess younger Kess right. already a couple different times. Right. And now to see him as this father who has lost his wife and he's kind, kind of timid, shell shocked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting. And actually I would love to see a novel of Kess Dameron. Really? Yeah. I mean, it, w- it to, would be interesting to show it maybe, maybe a little bit earlier, yeah. like maybe around whenever, whatever happens to Shara. Yeah. I don't know that we know what exactly what happens to her. I don't think we do. I mean, yeah, I think she I died in combat, but we don't necessarily know the exact circumstances of of that battle. Um, and so if we got a novel with maybe both of them, a young, a very young Poe, I think that could tell an interesting story there. And maybe then jump forward a little bit and show Kess maybe even after um, Poe leaves and all of that. So uh, I think that was another very interesting uh, relationship to see in this novel. Yeah, for sure. So actually, the last question that I have for you um, is just essentially kind of a pretty broad question, but how has this book changed your view of Star Wars and or the Star Wars universe, or has it? In what ways has it expanded upon the universe, I guess is another way you could say that question. I mean, as far as expanding on the universe, it's just it just gives us more backstory for characters. So it, it, it explains um, some origins of a couple different characters, I mean, Poe and Zori, um, mm-hmm. that I would say for those who are interested in just learning more about them, about where they came from, that would be the reason to read this novel. Yeah. Uh, without a doubt, because you, you, you kind of see, um, their motivations and you, you start to see, uh, what, what kind of pushes them to be who they are come right. Rise of Skywalker. Right. Uh, so that would be the reason. For, but for me, though, I've just never been a super big fan of Poe Dameron. Don't get me wrong. I have, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't have anything wrong with him whatsoever. I just. <sighs> it is kind of a typical character type yeah. thing for me. I think yeah. that's, that's what I thought it was. There's well. just there's nothing like super special. Um, and then with. Uh, um, it's kind of the, I, I feel the same way kind of about like Finn and yeah and, and that uh, was the demise of a lot of the sequel <laughs> characters is that they were just very quote unquote typical characters that was the yeah. issue with them um, you know uh, you know Poe is just like this classic um, oh he's a he's a he's a ruffian kid who had war hero parents who had to go do something bad to realize he needed to be a good guy you know right and then Finn of course you know he's a he was kind of roped into you know serving the <laughs> I was like, oh, damn! My wife close the door and make noise. <laughs> <laughs> the show's over. God. Anyway, Finn being like said like this classic like oh he was bad but now he's turned good type thing. I don't you know what I'm saying. So I mean, yeah, that is the issue we, that we face are faced with that you know. Yeah. So overall, I would recommend this anyone who's curious of the backstories. So if you're right. a Poe fan or you want to know more about Poe or you want to you're a Zori fan or you want to know more about Zori. That's what I was gonna say. Uh, yeah. That is absolutely um, the main reason I would say to pick this up. But I will have to say, I, I don't know that I recommend this novel to everyone. Yeah, it's, it's to a specific group of people, for sure. Yeah, I, I don't think this is a a must-have by any means. I know, like, with our last review, I did say I feel like everyone should go ahead and pick it up if they can. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reasoning for that was some of the connections there are just super interesting for the yeah. saga. It gives as valuable a whole. context. To yeah. Prequel. Where this is just more like 
context for a character. And mm-hmm. so if you're not interested in that character, mm-hmm. uh, then I don't think this book is probably for you. Yeah, um, I agree. And, and, and there, like I said, there's some interesting things we could talk about if we were going to go into spoilers. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't really want to go into spoilers yet. Maybe later down the road, we might be able to bring up some of those spoilers. Sure. Um, you know, after the book's been out for a little while. Um, but as for now, I think it's probably best that we leave those out. Yeah. Um, I agree. But yeah. And so I would, I, I think I gave it out of five stars. I gave it a three on Goodreads. Yeah. So there you have it. Three out of five stars. Hey, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Andrew Bowen, the big reader. Is it a we three actually, we actually like right on time. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that's what we're going to end on that today, guys. Um, like you said, if, if, if you, you know, like I said, it's, it is a YA novel. Um, yeah. But if you do have a special interest in, in uh, Zora Bliss or Zora Bliss, um, uh, Poe Dameron, any of those kind of characters, absolutely go check that out. Yeah, and again, um, thank you to um, Disney Publishing for giving us a review copy. Absolutely. And oh, hey, we're looking forward to the Del Rey. Uh, you know, <laughs> we'll absolutely take those. <laughs> uh, if you want to send me the High Republic right now, yeah, I will read it. Precisely. We will review High Republic. This will be and the... I will, and I do want to say, we were talking about, um, or I was talking about how a lot of these canon novels have been very very uh predictable and things i think yeah. the high republic is going to change it's gonna shake this. it up a little it's going to shake it up and i'm so excited because yeah, it's gonna be that, fresh. that can go anywhere anywhere the, only, the only thing we know the only thing we know for sure is that the jedi survive right yeah but that, and that's, but that's about all it. we know and there's <laughs> so much they can we don't tell. know how far they fall and right, have to right. rise back up you know we, there's yeah. so much they can tell and uh and so i'm very excited to, to get into to that new very excited for you all to send us that book but <laughs> just kidding but we uh, but no, we're going to have a lot to discuss about the high yes, republic when precisely. it starts coming out so if you guys are interested in the high republic stay tuned cuz we will yeah. be talking about it a lot and yeah. reviewing probably all the content from high republic Absolutely. just just because <laughs> yeah i mean that's a whole new era i mean yeah. so Good stuff. So uh, without any further, we're going to go ahead and come to a close today. But we want to thank everyone so, so much uh, for your all's continued support towards this podcast. And we absolutely love hearing from you all. We look forward to hearing from you all. Um, But please like and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And now, Instagram for weekly polls, news, uh, discussions, memes, and more. Follow us on these various uh, social media sites. We love to hear from you. We love to interact with you. Um, please also follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcast, uh, and also YouTube as well. Uh, it's kind of sporadic on that when we're working on that. But leave a review, leave some comments. Um, we would love to hear from you. But we thank you for listening. Uh, we'd ask that you join us for next week's episode, episode 27. But last but not least, may the Force be with you. And we thank you for joining the Jedi Eternal. Mm-hmm.